Tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spill the Baby Tea, a podcast where we candidly talk about all things motherhood and parenthood. My name is Helen Wu Wang. I'm a mom to a 15-month-old baby boy, and I'm here to create a space where we can all share, connect, and feel a little less alone. On today's episode, I'm going to bring up a topic that someone asked me on my Instagram, and that topic is on postpartum recovery one year out. Now that I have some distance between when I gave birth to my son and now, how has my body healed? How is my mental state? Am I exercising? Do I feel like myself again? Thank you, Christina and Katie, for the question. It is a great one that I would have wanted to listen in on, especially when I was pregnant and so uncertain about the future. I can't wait to cover all of that with you today. We're in this together, so let's get this episode started. As with every episode of Spill the Baby Tea, we are going to start with our giggle and drool of the week. Starting with a drool. My drool of the week is that my 15-month-old is starting to become a full-on toddler, which is so incredible to see his growth and his emerging independence and personality start to really take shape. But last night, he threw his first tantrum while he was sitting in his high chair for dinner. He is usually a very good eater, but in the past month or two, So around like 13 to 14 months, he started to become pickier. I'd offer him a green bean or tomato and he would violently shake his head and go, no, like, no, mom, get that out of my face. And he would reach for something else on his silicone plate that he'd want to eat, like chicken or mozzarella cheese or grapes. But for some reason, last night, we had one of those Gerber yogurt melt snack bags sitting out on the dinner table. We forgot to put it away. Yikes. And when he saw it, he was just locked in on it. He kept pointing at it and going, eh, eh. And I quickly grabbed it and tried to hide the snack. And when I did, he went full on tantrum mode, okay? He threw his chicken on the floor, tried to flip his plate off the high chair. He threw his milk cup on the floor, which thankfully is one of those spill-proof ones, but it still dripped out and it was like a very loud boom crash on the floor. And I just looked at my husband like, damn, here we go. It was wild. I tried really hard in that moment to just breathe and channel my calm hippie ass, peace-loving energy, I told my baby, please don't do that. Mommy gets sad when you throw things on the floor, (laughs) which that didn't work. But eventually we cleaned up the mess. I cut him up some strawberries, which I know he loves. And he eventually calmed down, ate the strawberries, and we refed him again with food that we'd set aside for ourselves, more chicken, some rice pilaf, some squash. And he eventually had a good dinner, but... Oof, 
I'm sure there are many parents out there listening in right now, parents of full-on toddlers thinking, oh, you are about to be in for it. And we got a taste of it last night. And I will just say, I'm scared. (laughs) All right, now on to my giggle of the week. My giggle is that despite that dinner tantrum, I have just been feeling good lately. I think throughout the days and the weeks, you can find my emotions fluctuating all the time. You can catch me in the most grateful and appreciative and happy moment. And then literally like 30 minutes later, I can just be super slumped over on my couch, sad because I saw something in the news that is just horrible. I feel like that's that happens a lot lately. And I will be doom scrolling for the next hour. And that's something I learned about this new phase of life, especially as a mom. You just, you feel so much more. I think your heart literally does grow in empathy and compassion and fear even. So you're feeling the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. All of this just requires you to emote more in all directions. But I feel like these past few weeks, I've been finding a good balance in my work with ABG in my personal endeavors, in the intentional time that I'm spending with my son, in my relationship with my husband. And even though every day is not perfect, on average, I would say that my heart has just been feeling very full lately. And I also know that for myself, it took a lot of work and intention and sacrifice to get here. So as much as I am not a huge fan of singing my own praises, I'm going to take this moment to say that I am proud of myself for doing the work to feel full in many areas of my life. And that is a realization that I had this past week. And that's my giggle of the week. So on today's episode topic, we will be talking about postpartum recovery one year out. And there's a lot of things to cover here, but for today's episode, I'm going to focus on body image and mental state. So let's start with body image. I feel like that is a big one because with any pregnancy, your body is going to change drastically in a relatively short period of time. And the physical aspect of pregnancy is just, it is no joke, y'all. It's pretty crazy. 15 months postpartum, how do I feel about my body? Let me just preface this section by saying that anything I say is from my perspective and my perspective alone. Every body is different. Everybody will recover differently. And this is just my personal recount of how I'm feeling. And I will say that looking back, it has been a journey. It's been a journey. When I was pregnant, I knew my body was going to change and I radically accepted that. I knew I had to eat hearty and healthy meals to give myself energy and also to feed my baby who was growing in my stomach through what I was eating. So I never limited intake, never dieted. And as my body grew, I honestly learned to love my body more than I had ever loved my body before I was pregnant. I think it's just such a miracle what a woman's body can do. And you hear that all the time. Pregnant women are incredible. A woman's body is incredible. But when you've lived 30 plus years of being a woman, but not experiencing that womanhood that people talk about. And then all of a sudden you get pregnant and you and your body are the miracle that people talk about. It's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) Like, cause you see it happen and you feel it happen in front of your eyes. And it's just like, whoa, 
Granted, nothing goes wrong with your pregnancy. You feel the kicks. You feel the life. You understand that everything is working as it should on the inside without you having to interfere. And all you have to do is exist and feed your body well and allow your body to function as it was made to do. And life is miraculously formed. And me acknowledging all of that, acknowledging all of what was happening in my body, that really made me love my body more than I ever had before. So pregnancy body image, I would say, was relatively good. There were definitely days where I was just like, I don't want to see anyone. I can't put on my sneakers because my feet are too swollen. I don't want to get out of bed. And my face also reacted very badly to pregnancy with acne. It was really bad, like 20 plus pimples on my face at a time. So yeah, there were days where I wouldn't look at myself in the mirror and just want to hide behind a very large, extra large size sweater. But I would say that overall, my acceptance of my body was relatively good during the pregnancy phase. Immediately after giving birth, I had already learned through social media and various classes that my belly was not going to shrink back right away. And knowing that, definitely managed my expectations on my body. And it was true. I looked like I was four months pregnant. I was constantly squishing my belly because it's such a weird feeling to push in and one, not feel the kicks anymore. And two, just feel like your body is suddenly an empty vessel and an empty home, just like organs trying to find its way back to where it was before. But there's just so much more space now. So it is weird, but kind of cool that your body can do these things. So immediately postpartum, my acne was going crazy. My boobs were rock hard and gorged and drippy. And I definitely didn't want to see anyone for a full month. I just wanted to be nasty (laughs) and smelly and gross, but with my baby next to me. And I accepted that, you know, that was me during that period of time and that that wasn't going to be my forever. So body image zero to three months postpartum Still pretty decent, despite being pretty gross. (laughs) Around three months postpartum, my body started to shed its baby weight. And I will say that I think a lot of it was due to breastfeeding. According to a number of studies out there, breastfeeding burns about 250 to 500 calories per day, which is quite a lot. I will say that I was eating a lot more during that time. I was ravenous. I was eating a lot of my mom's very nutritious meals that were not entirely healthy in terms of the amount of fats and oils consumed, but healthy in terms of nutritional value and foods that are hearty and good for milk production. So things like black vinegar, pork hock dish, bird's nest soup, the juice of a chicken. And this is all very Chinese Asian stuff. Just FYI, if you're like, what is this? I have a full episode of my postpartum confinement period in one of my previous episodes. If you want to hear more about that, I talk about the foods that I ate as well. Overall, I think because I was breastfeeding every three hours, I could feel that I was more tired and it just, breastfeeding really sucked, literally sucked the energy out of me. So I am thinking that that perhaps did help to shed some of my baby weight. But as I'm reading up on these studies as well, for those struggling to lose the extra pregnancy pounds, breastfeeding is not always the answer. Every body is different. The focus should be on a healthy diet and exercise, which I know is not easy for new moms, but be patient with yourself. This is the time I hope you're giving yourself just the most love and grace that you deserve. 
that's something I remember my husband, you know, he would tell me that a lot during these early days, making me feel loved despite the body that I was in. And I think that did help me out a lot mentally too. Fast forward from three months to now-ish, I am on my weaning journey, meaning that I am weaning my baby off my breast milk and feeding him organic whole cow's milk. And the results of that kind of surprised me actually. Once I cut down on breastfeeding, my metabolism changed and I went up a pant size, which is quite significant, a pant size. This happened a couple of months ago and I remember panicking because I was starting to feel good about myself again and feeling like myself again. And all of a sudden your body changes again. And it's like, I'm done with it changing so drastically in such a short period of time. Like I want to feel normal again is how I felt. And I freaked out. I cried. I complained to my husband, like, this isn't fair. I had radically accepted my body through so many changes already. And suddenly my weight was fluctuating again. And it's like, why is being a woman so hard? Did you also know that when you stop breastfeeding, both your prolactin and oxytocin levels will lower, which will impact your mood? I did not know that. So I thought I was just being a moody person during this time, but there are hormones that actually affect you once you start weaning. Also, the weight fluctuations are normal because if you think about it, you are no longer burning 500 calories by sitting and nursing. Your body is just adjusting as it should be, and it just needs some time to get through yet another change. And as I'm reflecting on these sort of milestones of body changes from pregnancy to post-birth to three months in to now, I realize that when I'm well-equipped with understanding what is likely to happen to my body, I can radically accept all the body changes that I'm expecting to go through. But the moment that I don't expect something to happen and it does, I will freak the fuck out. And I understand that's like a level of control thing or a meeting expectations thing. And I know I should just let go and let live to quote Janet in the past episode. But yeah, knowing what to expect makes a big difference. And I hope this episode does help someone out there who may be going through their weaning experience soon. And I will say that that, you know, weaning experience happened to me two to three months ago. And now I've reached another point where I feel like things are stabilizing and I actually, actually feel normal again. So do not fear for those who are anticipating this moment to come up. It is going to be temporary where these fluctuations are happening. Do your best to just let things, let things be. So now that I've created some level of structure and balance in my life, I've found time to start working out again. That was a question someone asked me on my Instagram. Are you working out? If so, how? And right now, my my dear husband, he is the chef of the family. So he starts cooking for us around 6 p.m. And I'm in charge of watching our son and entertaining him. And in the past, I would play with him in the playpen, like just follow him around the whole house as he's now walking slash running slash tumbling slash just being a full-on toddler. But one day, I just rolled out a mat, turned on a YouTube workout, and I started working out while entertaining him with my high-intensity HIIT workout. And at first, I was nervous that he was just going to run around and crash into things, but he loved it. And I only go for like 
15 to 20 minutes max before I'm sweating my butt off. So the whole 20 minutes, he is like right next to me doing downward dog, jumping up and down. And it's, it's actually really, really cute. And also it makes him really tired for bedtime. So overall a win-win, but that is how I'm finding time to work out and exercise again, which honestly just feels so good because my body has been feeling so lethargic. It just, it feels nice to, to move again. And I will say that overall body image wise right now in this moment, I do feel relatively good. I do look at my arms, the skin part that hangs to get descriptive and and real here. Like these are the things that I'm seeing, but that the skin part that hangs, it jiggles back and forth much more than it used to. And I'm like, damn, that, yeah, that's more jiggly than it was before, but it's okay. You know, I look at my stomach and there's a lot more loose skin around there that I don't think it's ever going to go away. It's like, how is your skin supposed to expand as much as it did and then shrink back to like smooth skin? I don't know. I realize that that's probably not humanly possible. And if it is for someone out there listening in, then all the more superhuman power to you. But the skin around my belly area is definitely more foldy than it was before. I don't even know if that's a word, foldy, but it's foldy. And there are days when I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see. I'm curious to see if, you know, starting to work out again will help it. But I'm also not obsessively thinking about it because this is just a result of, again, a miracle that happened in my body. It's a woman's journey and it's a beautiful journey. And I'm trying to remind myself of that and to be proud of that, you know, and hopefully spreading the message of body acceptance and love to all of you that are listening in as well. Also, anytime my skin is showing, especially around my belly area, my baby loves to pinch me there and like grab a handful of my skin. And while I would have found that wildly offensive pre-pregnancy, now I find it kind of funny and cute that he loves me no matter how much skin I have around my belly. And it reminds me that from the eyes of an innocent child and also someone who is not influenced by body negativity and body shaming in this world, he loves me for who I am, skin and all. He does not see me any differently than a mom that loves him. And he reminds me that it's silly that I, you know, used to care so much about how my body looked before him. So he's a nice reminder that I'm just, I'm just human. I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot of my friends are now getting on that baby train. If you have a friend who is also expecting or have little ones still in diapers, I always recommend Pampers Swaddlers. With Pampers Swaddlers, you can also rest assured that this diaper will prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Swaddlers has dual leak guard barriers at the legs to help protect where leaks happen most. And they have a blowout barrier, which is an innovative back pocket built into the diaper to help prevent those messy leaks up the back. Did you know that on average, babies will use up to 8,000 plus diapers before becoming potty trained? That is a lot. That's why Pampers Diaper Stash is the hottest baby gift for 2024. So give a gift to a loved one that says, we see you and we've got you. Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund that all parents with little ones will love. You can organize friends and family to contribute to a group gift of an online stockpile that never has to run out. Pampers Diaper Stash is great because it takes the guesswork out of choosing what size and how many diapers to gift. It's so easy to do, and it's the gift that always fits. 
Welcome back, and let's jump into the second subtopic I want to cover in this episode about how I am feeling mentally one year out from giving birth. Maybe I gave it away earlier in my giggle of the week, but I am starting to feel 15 months in um, to feel human again, like myself again. And in this moment, I feel good. I feel like things are manageable. Since day one, I knew I wanted to be a working mom, but I also wanted to be a present mom. And I had no idea how I was going to be able to do both. But 15 months in, I can say that I am now able to do both. And that feels good to say. I've done a few work trips now where I've been away for three to four nights. Um, And every time I leave, I feel this deep pit in my heart, kind of like the heartache feeling. And I think that feeling can be identified as the mom guilt for doing something outside of an activity that fulfills my mom title. But when I'm actually away, I ask myself this question of do I do I really feel guilty to the point where I'm going to stop traveling for work? And my answer there is that I, I don't feel guilty enough to just stop doing what I want to do to grow my business and to grow ABG. And I can ask myself, you know, why is that the case? And I think it's because during my work days, I've been able to set up boundaries so that between 3 to 8 p.m., I am basically out of office. Unless there's an exception or a meeting that, you know, we have regularly on our calendar. But usually during those five hours, I am very intentional with my time with my baby. Very present. Barely ever multitasking. Old Helen would have been like, of course I could be working more or catching up on my to-do list. But new mom Helen is like, no, this is the time that I want to spend with my son. Even if it's like, yeah, let's go to the mall and just walk around. Let's go get some gas. Let's go pick up groceries. Like very mundane activity that I could get done in a tenth of the time ordering food from Amazon Fresh or having something delivered from Target instead. But the mundane moments I'm seeing now are the moments when I'm actually building my connection with my son by showing him the world in a world that he hasn't seen before. It's mundane to me, but it's very exciting to him. So that's kind of like how I'm spending my time to be very intentional away from work and with him. And a lot of times you hear parents say that one of the biggest regrets they have is that they wish they were more present with their kids, that they worked less, especially when their kids were younger. And I've asked myself this question too, you know, when I'm older and I look back, am I going to regret being away for a few days or leaning into my career? And my answer to this is that I will have no regrets because of this intentional time that I've carved out to be with him. And I think that's a question that all moms and parents should really ask themselves. You know, it's a difficult question to come to terms with, especially if deep in your heart, you don't feel like you're spending enough time with your kids, you know? Are you content with the amount of time that you're spending with your child? And if not, what changes or what boundaries can be set or what help or what grace can you ask for so that you are able to look back and not have any regrets? Could it be asking to work from home a few days a week so you save the two-hour commute that you could be spending with your child instead? Could it be asking for some help from friends to bring dinner over once a week or help with the house chores so you can spend that time with your child instead? If it's financially possible for you and your family, could it be choosing to work part-time instead of full-time? These are all questions that I think are very important for us as, as mothers and as parents to ask ourselves because 
we don't want to regret not being there enough for our kids, especially if that's something that you want for yourself. And these conversations are not going to be easy. It's going to maybe inconvenience someone else's life or require you to spend more money than you're used to to get some help. But these are important questions to ask yourself now rather than later. So where Helen is mentally 15 months postpartum, she is feeling quite okay. That's not to say that there aren't days and moments where everything feels like doom and gloom and I catastrophize the situation. But on average, I feel content with where I am, that I can pursue my passions, have a good relationship with my husband, and be a present mom. And yeah, even saying all of that and looking back, like it takes work. It takes difficult conversations. It takes asking. It takes a lot of planning and intention to get here. So sharing all of this, because I think it's just, it's important that we ask ourselves these questions. I think a lot of times as new moms or new parents, we can get so lost in motherhood or feeling like we have to go back to work, especially because of the the shitty maternity and paternity leave that we have, especially here in the States. But these are all questions that we can ask ourselves. We can create the path and the life that we want um, and not have it be dictated by, you know, what other people tell us of when we need to go back to work or how we should be living our lives. So take the time to ask yourself these questions. So I wanted to conclude this episode by sharing this meme that I came across and I know you can't see it, so I have to explain it, but it's about how when you're 25, you're going to look back on your 16-year-old body, which you hated and be like, damn, I looked good. And when you're 35, you're going to look at your 25-year-old body and be like, why was I so unhappy with myself? And when you're 70, you're going to look back on old photos and be like, wow, none of the physical mattered. Which is to say that honestly, you as you are right now, you listening in right now, whether you're pregnant or a new mom or haven't had a baby or any intention of having a baby at all, you're exactly who you need to be in the very body that you are in, in this very moment. You are perfect just as you are. I'm sorry to get all woo-woo on you, but I am serious. It is something that I am taking away from my experience these past few years of being pregnant and not pregnant and weaning and weight fluctuating. At every moment, looking back, I was exactly where I needed to be. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you resonated with this episode, check out the latest post on our Instagram and leave me a note, whether about your own postpartum journey or anything else that stood out to you from this episode. I would love to read it and have the rest of the ABG community read it and share in your thoughts as well. Our Instagram handle is at Asian Boss Girl. You can also follow me, Helen, at HWUWU, H-W-U-W-U. And as you know by now, we have shows out every Tuesday and our main show on Thursday. As always, I appreciate you all for allowing me to share my journey with you. We have so much more to learn and so much more to talk about. I would love to continue connecting and learning from all of you out there as well. From me and my little bums. (laughs) Bye for now.